systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. Pat and AJ Podcast. I feel like AJ holds it against me when I say we should crate the dog. No, not, no, not anymore. I mean... When we had Pepper and Pepper was a puppy, and I've, I've always, this has always bugged me, Pat was very um, insistent that we crate train her. And I said, okay, until the first night when she <laughs> cried. <laughs> she left a teeny. One, one night. Teeny little puppy <laughs> crying in her crate because she wasn't uh, with us. And then yeah. that was it. She slept in our bed. Like <laughs> that, We did keep yeah. her in there for a while where I we, was gonna well, say, we were at work. Yeah, didn't we? We used to then crate her just when... Um, you were at work. When, yeah, yeah we were at work. But no, and, and here's the funny reason why. Because uh, right before AJ and I got together, I had a dog, right? And it was a relatively new dog in my life that I had gotten in a previous relationship. And when that relationship dissolved, the dog went with the other person. So um, I had kind of already just done it where I had a dog that was crate trained yeah. really well. And it, uh, I was like, holy fuck, this is why they talk about why you should do it. Yeah. Like it just worked. Like the dog figured out, ooh, the crate's my happy place. Yeah. The dog was happy to go to sleep in there. Yeah. The dog didn't have accidents. It, like it just worked. So I had just gotten done doing that. And then like two years later, right, we find ourselves in this position. I mean, it's a whole new world. And I, we have this little puppy. And I'm, I'm thinking, cool, I can do this all over again. And yeah, it was like, you know, I was like Ukraine. And AJ was like Putin. She came in and and shot down all the ideas. She's like, I'm offended that you would compare me to Russia. But, but no, you're right. And then, listen. Which it's, it's, it's a big joke. No one cares now. It's funny because over the years, AJ goes, yeah, okay, now that we're seeing issue X, Y, and Z, I realize this would have been remedied. We should have, and it's my we fault. we trained it. So we no have, one cares no, anymore. No, right? well, and she's dead too. I mean, I, I hate to be. <laughs> and, and by the way, the movie's over. I hate okay? to be crass about it. It's all. She over, is not with but, us anymore. By the way, it's been the one month mark since we oh, put our little lady down. That's so sad. I was kind of hoping I would miss it, but I didn't. Um, um, but yeah, so we just created the new puppy. Yeah, because he was, he is. You guys don't understand. <laughs> he hangs out with me pretty much all day because even when I'm working, he can hang out with me. Well, because I'm with clients, even though I yeah. work at home as a mental health therapist, right? I'm video with someone and, uh, you know, let's just put it like this. He's a puppy, so he's a little bit of a handful. He's fucking crazy. <laughs> so while AJ may be working on her laptop, working on a story, recording, whatever, he press can conference. Still, you know, he can hang out and be crazy with yeah. me. Plus, we've already developed, like, a rapport. Like, he knows when I'm working. Like, I'm not yeah. going to be paying attention to him, but he just, I bring but his like, bed in here, he plays. But he... I can't have him no. when I'm working. One, because, by the way, you want to distract clients? Put an English bulldog uh, puppy Didn't in the room. Didn't you say that the only day that you actually brought him in there uh. with you, all your clients? were like, the let own, me see the puppy. Yeah, the only day that I had him in there, nothing got accomplished because they're like, let me see the dog. So, you know, while that may disarm some people, I'm not quite sure we're going to get much done. But- so <laughs> this dog, he knows Pat's in there and he waits for him all He's day. so nice. He doesn't bark at the no. door, but he knows I'm in that room because well, I'm pretty much yeah. back to back to back to back. Like, He's I better just- behave than the cats. The cat, yeah. Charlie, will our dumpster cat from Flint will literally meow at the door oh, until yeah. Pat opens it. Like, he cries for Pat. 
The dog doesn't do that. However, when Pat walks out of that room at the end of the day, <laughs> it's like game on Kimosabi. Like he is like, I'm I let's rough house and be like, as crazy I as possible. I slept all day with mom. Now let's go bonkers with dad. Well, I, I try to wear him out. Like in the morning, we we started walking on a leash, which is good. Yeah. I play with him. I throw the ball around. Like I wear him out because when I work overnights, you know, I do need a nap during the day and he naps with me. And I, I but no matter how much you think you've worn out this puppy, <laughs> Yeah. He's never worn out, and he just waits for Pat. And Pat comes out of this room, and the dog like charges him, and they just roughhouse. Yeah. And when Pat's not roughhousing with him, he's very upset. And he was in here trying to bite Pat's. Well, pants. yeah, because we were trying to like record the podcast. I'm like, hey, you know, me and you were kind of chilling right now. We got some time. Why don't we knock this out right now? I just took him outside. We walked around the house, right. did some stuff. Like I thought he would be a little more nope. tired. Came in the podcast studio, and we're trying to start this thing, and he is just bowling ball and wrecking <laughs> through everything. And I'm like, we, and of course, AJ's so cute. She's like. Let's just start recording and see how it goes. Well, because he does calm down, but at the same time, he will yeah. bug the shit you, out of Pat. Do you know why she says that? She's not the one who has to edit the podcast. That's why. <laughs> I don't care if there's four million stop, stops and starts. I do, and I got to cut this fucking thing later. So I have to do it in one shot. He's crated. Yeah, so so I, I literally, you know, I'm like, look. I don't feel bad. No, it, I go, hold on, let me thing. go create the dog. And as I'm walking away with the dog. Like I, I feel I'm like I feel like AJ's burning holes no, in the back of my. No, because you know. you're right, and he does need probably a little more discipline than we're giving him. We're kind of letting him. <laughs> we're kind of letting him run the house right now, and like it's 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 there just, could be probably it's his, it's his world, and we live in it. There could be a little bit, a little bit more crate crating, but see, here's the issue too with our household, and I don't know about yours, but ours very much, um, especially since we've come out here and set up in Arizona. Is a living, breathing organism. Yeah. Um, our our son, he leaves the house. He has his schedule. He leaves and he goes to school. And he comes back. He does some extracurriculars. Um, you know, I work essentially six days a week, give or take, um, in in one portion of the house. Uh, AJ. Now, by the way, I should say I work those six days a week during what we would call regular. Business operating hours, hours yes. right? Uh, then we have AJ. And AJ works uh, in the news, and she has this weird rotating schedule that can have her working anything from normal hours to middle of the night hours. So what I'm saying is, if you remember growing up, there was a certain time in your house where it just shut down. Yeah, that doesn't happen here. Yeah, it doesn't. It's like the house is always breathing. So that's fine. But now the animals <laughs> very much are like, they figure out the flow of, okay, yeah. You know, if mom's up at this time, here's how it's going to work. And now this dog, this puppy, that essentially, I, I guess we're trying to train like a baby, is figuring out that, well, hold on. It's the middle of the night. We should be sleeping, but mom's up right now. Yeah. And I want to be with mom right now. Yes. So it's not like I can keep him in the crate while I'm working. Like, he'll bark and wake up the whole house. So I bring him out with me. We go outside. We hang out. Like, and he, a lot, most of the time, just sleeps in his bed And, like, AJ's overnight shifts, just by the by the fashion that she's in Arizona, but her headquarters is out of Manhattan, um, her overnight shifts are 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. So it's 2.30 in the morning. My first uh, newscast is yeah. at 6 a.m., which means that, technically, my shift starts at 4.30. Except we are in mountain time yeah. right now, so it's two thirty in the morning. So and it gets it's even worse than <laughs> fuck. I forgot about it when we spring ahead. I know, God damn it! It's gonna be one thirty in the morning. One of these oh. days, we'll all get on one time. Um. So, but you know, so there's this. They, she'll go to sleep at like eight o'clock, 
And the dog, because he's an English bulldog, is like, oh, sweet, sleep. And we'll go wander <laughs> off with AJ. And, and then he sleep. passes out. And then I wake up. Like, and, it, it's been and then we- he wakes up at 2.30 and he gets up with you. It's, and then he stays up all night. And then he sleeps during the day. It's, it's been it's weird. fucking crazy. The last couple of days, because Pat's had a cold this week. And yeah. so I said, hey. Yeah, we, we covered that on the last yes, episode. Yes. Right? Um, I said, Feeling hey, much better, by the way. Go, yeah, you. he's doing really well. Um, which I'm just, I'm so jealous because my colds, even after my sinus surgery, still take like a week and a half to go away. Yeah. Yours take like two days. It's amazing. But he's been sleeping in the guest room, so I don't get sick. Ironically, uh, I got food poisoning on Valentine's Day from probably some bad Chinese food. So there was a day this week where we were both out of commission, and the dog did not care for that shit. Oh, yeah, right. But he's been sleeping in the other room. So, like, normally when I get up for these shifts... I don't turn on a light. I'm very quiet. I, I tiptoe out of the room. But with you not in there, I t- I try to treat it like a morning because I need to wake so up. Like wake up. I wake up. I turn on the light. Yeah, I turn on a light. I start talking to kind of get myself Listen, awake. If you want me to permanently move out of the room, that's no. fine. I have no problem. We just need a better TV <laughs> in the spare bedroom. No, it's just been really weird because like this morning I turned on the light at like two twenty five, yeah. and the dog looked at me like, "Are you?" Fucking, See, so are you joking? I, like, my like ass? I was going to ask: is is the dog figuring out your schedule, or or is the dog more like "fuck you"? I should be sleeping right now. I don't. I mean, I don't think he's a puppy, so he's like he opens his eyes, and while he mm. may take longer to get up, he's like, "cool, let's go." So yeah, and I feel bad because it is throwing off his schedule. But at the same time, like we do, we do crate him at night when we're both in the bed together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so and he sleeps fine in the crate. So I think I think we're doing it right. Yeah, we've been a little lax, and Pat's. Fine. Pat is so soft with this dog. Like, it is so cute how easygoing he is with this little puppy dog. It's kind of uh, not that we'll ever have any more kids, but I had a client kind of ask that today about the dog. Uh, He's a dog guy as well. And, again, this is one of the clients who was in there the day I had to have the dog in there. So now they all know I had the dog. So now the dog is like a topic topic of conversation with that. Everyone wants to talk about the dog. Um, but he was asking, he goes, man, how do you handle, you know, like with the potty training and the accidents and, and, and this and that. And I said, you know what? I said, I'm going to tell you this. I'm better now than I've ever been before. He, he really is. And I'll tell you why I know this <laughs> because last night. Pat came, he was going to sleep in the bed because he's feeling better. And I was like, I was, I was going to come and shack up with you. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fine. So come sleep in your bed. I would have had to move the dog, of course, because, you know. Well, yeah, the dog sleeps with me in the bed until I wake up at 2.30. There's no point in crating him because he'll throw a shit fit. And I'm the soft one. You're the, I know. And I'm the soft one. So, yeah. So last night, dog's in the bed. And, you know, he sleep. he's a, he's a house hippo, man. He sleeps like a bowling ball. And apparently he piddled in the bed and we didn't know it. He did it at the very end of the bed where nobody is. Yeah, right. And Pat was like, okay, well, I'm going to go sleep in the guest room. And I was like, oh my God, he's so mad. And it's my fault Uh, because I didn't create the dog. And he goes... It's okay. He's just a baby. It's okay. He's a bit. Who gives a fuck? You know what? I washed I all the bedding anymore. and everything's fine. Now, I'll also tell you why uh, that that hits a lot less. Uh, it's because I'm not, I'm not forced to wake up at goddamn 430 in the morning every day. Yes. I had to explain that to my son uh, yesterday when he goes, Dad, you never really take me to school in the morning. And I go, yeah, let me tell you something, buddy. Your old man, he's not much of a morning uh, person. No. Despite the fact that he, for many years, was forced to wake up very early. I said, if I have my preference, it is just not much my thing. And right? 90% of the time, I'm working or awake or I have to work, so I 
I, and plus, I'll be honest with you, you are such a disaster when I ask you to do anything before 8 a.m. that it I is just, just stopped asking. It's a lot easier when that stuff happens, right? Because it happened last night. I don't know. It was like midnight. I was coming to bed. It happens at midnight. It doesn't get my craw because I'm not waking up till 9 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Now, if... Don't get me wrong. I still get resentful That's of it, but we've been married for like 14 years. So yeah. I'm like, whatever. This is him. That's me. It's not my thing. I've also, and it's very weird to hear in Arizona have started to become, I won't say I'm a morning person. There's a lot of morning people out here, man. Yeah. A majority of my fucking people are morning people in Arizona. In the summer, goddamn, the sun comes up so early. Yeah. It comes up like before six. And I'm not going to say I'm a morning person, but I am enjoying getting everything done in the morning. Like I draw, you know, I take him to school. She does. She, I go she to the gym. I go done. to the grocery store. And then usually I work later in the day. Or if I don't, I just don't do anything. Yeah. And as much as I hate getting up, it's a lot easier here because it's sunny and beautiful and people are, are outside doing stuff. It, you know, my friend Travis, actually, he tweeted, um, you know, because the Midwest is having another huge snow, snowstorm. Yeah, sure. And he's like, as I sit in my office and hear the snow and the sleet hitting the window he goes i just want to crawl up and go to sleep <laughs> and i'm like that is what i don't miss about the midwest that like when the weather's like that and you just want to crawl up in a ball and not move it's not like that out well, here which is good no better way to welcome all of our midwestern listeners to so the so one, sorry. 185th episode of the pat and aj podcast I'm so sorry you have to Jesus. deal with it look at that i'm not rubbing your face not me that was her no i'm not rubbing it in your her. Face. i just it it's, one of, it's something i remember i'm like now i remember why i didn't like getting up in the morning in the midwest uh yeah welcome on into the podcast thanks a lot for being here go ahead and tell a friend if you could if you want to listen and you do on spotify you will notice that our last episode once again got the little safety tag warning because we talked about covid inside i, I took a, a covid test Oh, yeah, on the air. So I got the little... Did uh, not we, have COVID. We got the safety thing about learning about nonsense about COVID. It does suck because, like, I am realizing at the more we go out and do things on a grander scale, yeah. we are getting sick. Fuck yeah. Every single time. That's why people used to always, to break, always used to break my balls back in the day because Pat could always find your coolest hole-in-the-wall um, joints to eat, right? And and, and normally they were, they were in nefarious neighborhoods or just unassuming places and, you know, health code standards, health code standards. And people would always be like, Pat, are you sure, man? I'm like, one, the food's fucking dope. And I go, two. My immune system. Yeah. It's like fucking Rocky. Okay. It really is. I said, your immune system's like a politician. He's up. He's up in an ivory tower. Mine's in the gutter. It's fucking swinging every day. Pat's immune system blows my mind. (laughs) And you are living a healthier lifestyle now than you were previously because you are, your doctor told you to basically. (laughs) Can I tell you something? But it's still, even when he was smoking, eating bad food, super overweight, he would, if he got sick, it would last for a couple of days. Yeah. He never got sick. I mean, I said that to him this week. I'm like, you're kind of due. Like, you haven't been sick yeah, at all. Yeah, it's been a minute. I, I, I had something weird around, like, the end of the year. We talked about that when our family from Minnesota came in. But I hadn't had anything in a while. But, you know, um, man, this is, I, I don't know too many people who still smoke cigarettes. No. Um, but if you are one of the folks who's out there and going, you know, you're probably, you know, aware, uh, I should, I, I, I shouldn't so do you this. don't need anybody who smokes right. cigarettes not, now who says this right. is a great idea. I mean, you know, like maybe you may enjoy it. Like this is awesome, but I still know it's not a great idea. Right. Um, let me tell you, the proof is in the fucking pudding. The severity of my colds yeah. are so 
decrease from when I was a pack a day smoker. Yeah, they are. Um, I was hacking up a lot of stuff this week, right? And you know, you feel good when you got a productive cough going yeah. on. You're getting as Use my, the mix to the rescue. Yeah, it's like as my grandmother would say, like get it out of your get it out, it yes. up, right? Um, and and I remember when I would smoke because one for anyone out there who's a smoker, see, there's two kinds of smokers. There's the ones who smoke when they're sick and the ones who don't, yeah. right? There's the ones who magically, when they get sick, just put down the pack and they don't pick it back up till they're feeling better. And then they're there. You were like that. I was like that. You would put it down and not touch it. And then there were others who, you know, could smoke oh, through a sickness. I can't but imagine. I remember back then, even though I still had a good immune system, the colds were a little bit longer, maybe tack another day. Um, and just the severity, the shit I would hack up. The cough was the terrible. The coughing and just all the... It was so much. It was so worse. And I and have he snored too, like really oh, too. loud. Which he's. It's funny. He stopped doing it. Um, I'd say ninety percent of the time. You'll you'll like you'll come up with like a, yeah, sure. you know every you know a few times a night. You ain't exactly sleeping beauty yourself. I princess. know I'm not. I have a <laughs> I have a million sinus problems. I know I snore. <laughs> I am aware <laughs> that I'm sure I've got stuff weird noises coming out of me. But the other night, I'm again not used to having a bulldog, an English bulldog yet. Yeah. I'm used to all the noises, except he was in the bed with me and he was snoring. And just by default, I thought it was Pat. That was me. Sorry, no. So I roll over, and I'm like, where's the big lump that's Pat in the bed? I'm like, oh, shit, that's not him. That's the... I don't snow anymore. (laughs) I didn't know that smoking affected my snoring as well. That's wild, Oh, my God, you snored so bad. And I I didn't... I sleep with earplugs now just because it really relaxes me, but I should have freaking slept with earplugs when you snored. So perhaps that is a little bit of motivation for someone out there going, man... I know I should quit smoking, and goddamn, do these colds kick my ass? Because trust me, the more years you put on yourself, yeah. you know those common colds that you used to be able to truck through in your twenties and thirties, man. Nope. They'll start whooping your ass your forties, fifties, and beyond. So you know, a little motivation for you guys. All right, I want to get into this. I think it's important. I think it is right up our alley. Something that we've, you know, we've talked about this stuff for a long time. We even probably had a few uh, radio management folks along the way say, "Shut the fuck up oh, about this." Great. And talk about the something happy. Um, but the CDC, everyone's favorite government agency. Um, yeah, it's funny how all of a sudden they're enemy number one. I know, right? Why, why <laughs> is everyone that hate why? The CDC? I know when it happens. CDC happened, but why? does many, many things. Uh, the CDC uh, has released um, the uh, findings of a huge teen mental health study. And it is. Um, it's disturbing. It's 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 a it's equal part shocking, concerning, disturbing, alarming, and you know that's that's not even when I factor in that I have a teen in my house yeah. at the moment. That's just me as a human. When I r- kind of dug into some of these numbers and things that were discovered, you said, "Holy shit!" But um, to give you the 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 highlights, um. We've got to do something about our girls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Teen girls in particular are doubling the amount of numbers uh, of a lot of these mental health issues than boys, right? The only other group that kind of paces them are LGBTQ. Oh, God, I can't imagine. Teens. I cannot imagine. 
but teen girls are experiencing record high levels of violence, sadness, and suicidal risk. Three in five U.S. teen girls said they felt persistently sad or hopeless in 2021. It's doubled the amount of boys. Yeah, being a girl is tough. And I, I don't think, I don't think these numbers, I mean, I'm sure, I think these numbers are higher than they've ever been. But I think being a teenage girl has always been hard. It's just now we are talking about it instead of saying deal with it. Nearly one in three teen girls seriously considered attempting suicide. That's 30%, right? So, again, if you have a teen daughter and she has two friends, that means one of those three, right? By the way, that's up 60% from a decade ago. That's a lot. 60% now, these numbers, from a decade ago. Are they giving any, like, are they saying why some of these girls feel the way they do? I mean, I'm sure it's such a broad brush to paint with, but I'm just curious. Is it social media? What ah, is it? See, that's... Um, because God, can you imagine if we, I mean, we've talked about this before. Yeah. We had social media when we were kids. Holy shit. Like, life was hard enough just day to day with humans, you know, and now these kids have to deal with social media. By the way, some other quick stats before I get into that for you, AJ. One in five teen girls have experienced sexual violence. More than one in ten teen girls said that they were forced to have sex. Oh, God. And on the other half, uh, the LGBTQ plus students defines 52% have experienced poor mental health. <sighs> one in five attempted suicide within the last year. And, of course, yes, young boys as well do find themselves suffering, but at much lower levels. Lower levels. I was just, we were just talking about this in the car the other day with our son. We were driving home from school, and he said there is a trans kid in his class and said, well, um, I, I forgot if, if, if it was male to female or the other way, but said, you know, this was, was their name and this is their name now. And he's like, uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. And I was like, good, you should be. I'm like, this is why... I always say, like, people who think being gay, anything, LGBTQ is a choice, who would choose that lifestyle? I mean, he doesn't seem very attractive. No, it sounds awful. People are terrible about it, and why would you choose that? That's why it's not a choice. This is who they are. If I could choose anything to be, it would be a white guy who is a Protestant from Connecticut. Yeah. That's if I could really choose. I cannot imagine being LGBTQ. it's, It's a rough path, but... Um, so you kind of brought up a little bit of something. I, I figured a lot of people would start thinking in their minds. Well, hold on. What's the cause of this? Are we talking technology? Are we talking this? So, you know, these, uh, numbers done every 10 years, right? So you're hearing a yeah. lot of these, these jumps, you know, in, in 10 years, the year 2012 is a very important year in our society. It is the year. Is that the year Instagram came out? <laughs> no, funny, but it is the year that Instagram was acquired by Facebook. Oh, okay. I can't remember. People forget that. Instagram, before it really became a shooting star, they, boy, Insta- they yeah. knew it was coming and they bought it. Uh, 2012 is the year that a majority of Americans were owners and operators of a smartphone. It's yep. the first time that it went from a minority to a majority. And, of course, now I don't got to tell you. Everybody's got a smartphone. Now, let me tell you about a moment on the radio when we did our terrestrial radio show that sticks in my mind. 
One, because of course I ended up uh, a thousand percent doing the opposite of what I had thought at the time I would do, which should show all of us that we're capable of change. Work but, in progress. But I also wonder, maybe we were all a little bit in the wrong. Do you remember back when we worked in La Crosse, Wisconsin? Yes, I know what you're going to say. I know it. <laughs> and right, like me and her, we'd work every fucking day to come up with like a bit, a phoner, right? Like they, Something relatable that people yeah, want to talk about. They call it in the business a phoner. Now, bad radio teams do it like, Hey, everybody, here's a new study that salsa is the most popular condiment. What do you like to put on your hot dog? Yeah, exactly. And then people call up, which they will for hours, and go, I like relish yeah. and mustard. And then they'll fight about it, saying who puts mustard on a hot dog, and then that's exactly, the, it's, right? Yeah, but, but it's, we, it's still terrible yes, radio. <laughs> we always strive to be better than that. And we drew, you know, we, we drew a lot off of our lives as young parents and all that stuff. We're like, if it's something we're talking yeah, about, right? maybe it's something other parents are talking about. We at the time had a very young child, uh, not even two, maybe two. Two or three, yeah. Uh, so Dylan was a little guy, but it was about the time when social media, right, started to become a thing. It was about the time when we got our first iPhones. We already yes. had smartphones, but they weren't, you know, they, 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 they were T-Mobile smart. sidekicks, right? So cool. I remember the one, the first picture I took of our son was on my sidekick. No shit. And I was like, this is amazing. Right? But so, you know, all of a sudden now the phones are kind of changing the ethos. And we go on the air the one morning with the eternal question. Hey, folks, what age should your kid have a cell phone? And I mean, again, like milk to cats. Yeah, we could have we could have literally thrown out the other three hours of the yeah. show and just let the phones ring because that's how intense it was. And I'll tell you where I was on it at the time. I sat there on the air and I said, "You people are out of your fucking mind. These kids do not need cell phones." Now, mind you, I grew up again. I'm a zennial, right? So when I was in high school, pagers hit. Yeah, and I remember the Catholic high school I went to, St. Lawrence. They were so adamant. You could not have these things in school. I don't give a shit if you yeah. have one. Leave it at your house. Leave it in your car if you yeah. drive here. But don't you dare bring that thing in here. And they would, it was almost CIA level operations to bust kids who brought beepers. Yeah. Probably to look cool because who the fuck's really getting paged no, in high school? No, you don't need to get paged for anything. But they would literally, you know, bust kids with these beepers. And the parents would be like, fuck, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, when we did this bit, and I went on the air, and I was like, listen, my kid ain't getting no cell phone till he's 18 years old. He doesn't need no phone, yada, yada, yada. And I got destroyed. We both did, remember? We both said it. That Listeners we called us, and they said, "You're. I need to know where my kid is. At all times. At all times. And started really talking. I mean, it was like this safety thing. And this yeah. is like 2008. Right, two thousand eight. Yeah. Can I real quick ahead, cycle back to something because Please it, was, do. it was something I thought while I was laying in bed last night, and it made me laugh. And I said, I, I got to mention it on the podcast. And it's funny you just brought it up. Pagers. I never had a pager. I, that was two. I I didn't need one. I had <laughs> two, and they both got confiscated by my mom. Smart. You don't need a pager. <laughs> you didn't need one pager. Um, but yeah, I was laughing because my phone kept going off while I was trying to go to sleep last night with notifications. And then my Apple watch would go off. Yeah. And I'd look at these notifications and it was like, you know, the New York post or Huffington post. And then it was like Toon blast. It's time to play Toon blast. And I laughed. Cause I'm like, remember the days when the only quote unquote notification you got was like a, a, a call to your pager 
that possibly something was wrong. Yeah. That's usually what it was. And I'm like, now my fucking phone and my watch are telling me, they're buzzing, telling me to play a game. It's ridiculous. I know you can turn all that off, but I always forget. And then it goes off a million times. So when we were doing this bit, you know, back then, I, I was really shocked at how all these parents. Of- Remember my uncle? Your uncle, my uncle, right? Yeah. Your uncle was one of them. But basically, if you had a kid who was ten or older, because I think I was making a joke, probably that we were walking through a mall, and I saw some eleven-year-old on a cell phone talking too loud because they want to look cool, right? Yeah. And that's probably where the bit came from. And I was really shocked at how I just got demolished. I mean, like you said, both we of us. both did, yeah. On the air, everyone's like, "You wait." You wait till your child is yeah. leaving the house and you will want, and, you know, and people. It was very much like your yeah. kid is too young right. for you to understand. And again, it's it's like, you know, I, I'm a zennial, so I grew up and like my mom didn't know where the fuck I was for like eight hours a day. Yeah. Like it, there Remember was, that? right, it, there was a check in time. It was just like, all right, let me see you with this time. But there was no, you know, like I need to know where you are well, yeah. all given that's, time. That's the right? meme that goes viral every yeah. time is people are yeah, no saying, remember, we just leave the house during the day and not come yeah. back till eight o'clock at night. Nobody, nobody said anything. Nobody asked. Right. So it was weird to me at the time. And, you know, I will fess up when our child was 12 12 13 13 i did this math the other day actually because it came up in my facebook memories i got him a cell phone for christmas 13 now listen i'm gonna caveat this a little bit my son's on a social media no not and he doesn't want to be by the way cdc just recommended 16 yeah is the proper age for uh, kids to be on social media that's three years after by the way when the social media companies tell you that your kid should be on social media. I've asked him before because he does peruse social media. He will like he 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 follows he'll he'll like watch our our dog's Instagram. He will go on the Pat and AJ page, but he doesn't have accounts. He to doesn't log have in yeah. He he literally goes like through a port like a public yeah. And I remember know. asking him like, "Do you want a social media?" And he was like, "No." And I was like, thank God. Like, I'm so, so glad. And I guess I'm also going to caveat it. This is going to sound, I don't know if this is going to make me sound like some kind of a weird rich guy. And I swear to God, I'm not. I really didn't know and ran out of shit to get him for Christmas. We were. That's not weird. It doesn't I mean, mean we're rich people. That was, means we're parents of he a was, team. He was 12. He was 13. We were, we were in Hawaii. We were in fucking Hawaii. Yeah. For Christmas, and I'm kind of like, you know, he, he really didn't want anything big. And I go, well, the only thing I could think that he doesn't have right now that every 12 or 13-year-old has cell phone. is a cell phone. He still had his iPad. He would use his iPad for everything. So I said, fuck it, we'll get him a cell phone. And to be honest, he probably didn't really use it much no. for at least two years. No, he just, I'd say in the last, during the pandemic and into now. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, for a solid, oh, gosh, not even during the pandemic. I would say for a solid year, he really didn't use it. And we were like, okay. Oh, I was paying a monthly. I mean, because it's we, a phone. Yeah. It's like you're paying, like, you know, the day it's part of the family plan. Yeah. And it's but once a, the pandemic started, and that's how he started communicating with friends and stuff, now he uses it. I wouldn't say, but he, again. I'd say the iPad, he doesn't use it all. Now the iPad's well, gone. No, and the now, iPad is in the, the living phone. room right now. Do you know that? Oh, is it? No shit. Yeah, it's in there every, so he's yeah, using it. still new. But he, he, how many screens does he need, right? But I mean, still, yeah, for his phone, like he uses I'm it just to listen saying, to music listen, and stuff. I'm caveating it because I did not get it for the reasons that all those folks who called up so passionately in 2008 our radio show said, which was 
Safety. You know, safety for when your child's out and about. My kid doesn't go anywhere. He games at home. Uh, you know, for when your kid's at school. When my kid's at school, he's fine. He's at school, well, right? He texts um, me. Does he text you? But but he he does during lunch, right? Well, like, yeah. During appropriate times. Say he I, FaceTimes me at I lunch. don't need, you know, to, to for, for me to be, I don't need a fucking tether to be able to ask him at 10 o'clock, like, did you uh, do well on this test that yeah. you just took? No, fuck that. Um, but so now here we are, right? All these years later. And there's this pivotal point, right? 2012 is when all of a sudden these things get in the hands of everybody. And now since then, we have seen the effects on the teens. I don't know how else to put it. Well, the only factor that is different in the last 10 years is the rise of technology and the availability that's what I was going to say, is that the first iPhones we had, you didn't have a Facebook app. You didn't have a Twitter app. If you wanted to go to that stuff, you had to go into your browser and log in there. Which, by so, the way, AJ still does, by the way. Once in a while. AJ, if, you think, school. if you think no one uses Safari on their phone. I sure do. AJ does. Bitches. Safari all, all day. Should be, yeah, like, we, should be like that one person that's upset that Microsoft they uh, stopped Internet Explorer this past week. One day, the Apple's going to stop that, and she's going to fucking lose her mind. So back then, yeah, the, those apps were not available on your phone. Kids that age were not allowed to have social media. Yeah. But like you said, 2012 rolls around, and everything changes. And all of a sudden... So who are all these kids that we're talking to right now? These are the kids who have been on social media, had phones in their hands yeah. since they were 10 years old. Yeah. Right. And if you can't figure out that the depression rates skyrocket with yeah. this kind of artificial life, right? Because the That's what it is. The proof is also in the pudding. The kids are dating less. They're having sex less, which I know some folks are like, good. No, not good. We there's certain things that, you know, are good for these kids as they're going through stages and they're not doing them. They don't have the socialization because they stopped communicating in person. Now, of course, we can all talk about the Gen Zers, right? These are the ones coming up who may, dare I say, have observed enough from the generation before them, the millennials, to say, you know what? We're going to take a few steps back yeah. from this. Well, and like, look at our son. I mean, I think he's part of that group because he doesn't want to be on social That's media. That's what I was going to say. Because he knows. He knows what, I mean, he's not even on it and he knows. And he's like, I don't want to be on it. And I know we've talked about this before. Kids his age now and maybe a, a few years older. So I'd say probably like 16 to like 20, maybe 22. They are getting flip phones because they don't want the connectivity of a, of a smartphone. And I did a whole story on this for work. There was a girl who was on the news that said, um, when we go out, we, we have smartphones and then we have flip phones. We only take the flip phones when we go out. Why? Because every time somebody brings a smartphone with them, their night is ruined for one reason or the other. Usually it's social media, but they're like with a flip phone, we can just text each other where we are. And it's over. And then everybody has a great night. These kids are like buying cameras now to take pictures so they don't have to take a smartphone out. The it's a, CDC the self, the self-awareness is great. Has collected this data for three decades now. Okay? So they're 30 years into this, which means they've gone through, yeah. right, different generations. And these numbers have skyrocketed so much. And listen, I'm not even sure how much of the... Uh, 
the pandemic got into this. Oh my God. Right. Cause this data was probably yeah. getting wrapped up by the time all, all, all that was, you know, that yeah. that's just the tail end of it. I say this because for a long time, mental health, depression. And like I said, I started this off by saying there's some, you know, old bosses of ours that wish we wouldn't have talked about this shit. Cause we talked about this stuff on the air all the time. I would talk about how my mom was a bipolar too. We would talk about how we both had, uh, I talk about my eating yeah. disorder. Yeah. yeah. Your eating disorder. I would talk about my, my, my depression and you know, yeah, sometimes, you know, as much as people liked it, we, you know, some folks, I guess maybe would make them uncomfortable. Yeah. But listen, if we're not having these conversations, I mean, listen to those numbers. One in three, Teen girls have seriously contemplated suicide. One in three teen girls. Those are, I mean, that's one in three. Yeah, that's a lot. This is not, this is not something that we can now just keep in this closet and only pull it out when, you know, it affects us. And I say that. Well, it's being pulled out right now. Because of that girl, and I, I don't even want to say what state she's from because I can't remember. Is on the East Coast, the New Jersey. I think it was New yeah, Jersey. Yes, New Jersey. One. Um, a teenager. She was. She had the shit kicked out of her. It was posted on TikTok. She killed herself. What was she? Fourteen. My God. Yeah. Like that is, and that's when this stuff. It's just like mass shootings. We only talk about gun laws when there's a mass shooting, and then the cycle starts again, where we just don't care until it happens again. This is out of the closet right now because of that poor girl on the East coast who killed herself. We can't just have these conversations and then they go away until it happens again. That's not the responsible thing to do. So, you know, we talk about this because if you have a teen, you know, there's something that I heard that was, uh, it was so wild because I don't think I've ever heard it before other than in a biblical sense. I think, Hey, you ever told your teenager that suicide is wrong? Seriously. Well, yeah. That is wrong. That That is not acceptable behavior. The only time I ever heard that in my life... Was in a religious sense. Was in a religious Me sense too, yeah. with, with Catholicism. And it wasn't even directly about suicide, but it was that if you die with a mortal sin on your soul, which, of course, for the Catholics means you didn't get a chance to go to confession and have a priest absolve you, that you're going to burn, right? And killing is against one of the ten, right? We got the big ten. Killing someone, including yourself, is a mortal soul. So with the logic of you kill yourself, you die, you cannot, of course, get absolved, well, you now burn. That's the only time I yeah, ever same. ever heard it addressed. But I've never heard it addressed in a sense of, hey, this is not acceptable. No. I want you to know this is not what we do in our family, in our society. We can work through things. This uh, is a temporary solution. Yes. To, uh, no, no, it's, it's, a, I'm it's sorry. A it's a permanent, permanent solution, solution to a temporary, temporary problem. problem. It's, it's, you know, like you said, with that teen girl in New Jersey, it's her dad going, okay, we've, all right, do we have to move? Cool. We can do that. Yeah. That's more acceptable than you committing suicide. Yeah. So, you know, I bring this stuff up because the numbers are staggering. And I know we can draw all the conclusions and try to say, well, get rid of the phones. And, you know, and I've already heard that, right? Um, Some, you know, parents doing the whole, we got soft on them. And I don't know. I'm like anything. We do what we do. And it's okay if we realize at a certain point 
all right, we didn't quite do it the way we should yeah. have, so let's do something else. It's okay to admit that like, you were wrong. Learn, and grow, change, yeah, right? Yeah, again, we are all works in progress. Yeah. If you think you're doing everything right, you're wrong. But that's just like the guy who back in 2008 for a radio bit said, I'll never get my kid a phone. He can get one when he's 18. And then, of course, at 12, 13, I bought the kid a phone. Yeah. Right? So, you know, it happens. But, you know, if you have, and, and I, I kid you not, when I first dug into this report when it was released, you could ask my son, fact check me on it. I talked to him on the way home. I said, dude, can I, 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 I said, uh, my, my son's so cute. Uh, he asked me once, he said, Hey, um, I want a therapist, but I want my therapist to be you. And oh my I know, God. right. It's like the sweetest thing ever. That and I so said, sweet. I love you so much, dude, but I, I, you know, I can't be your therapist. Yeah. This is not how it works. Right. Um, but you know, I picked him up from school and I, I said, hey, you know, let me ask you a few therapist questions. Oh, yeah, you got all excited. Yeah, go ahead. And he goes, hey, man, I'm just, this, no implications. But I'm like, how are you doing? Are you happy? Yeah. Are you fulfilled? Are you, are you sad? Are you depressed? And he's like, no, I'm happy. I said, hey, have you ever had thoughts about, you know, hurting yourself? Which, by the way, I've been in doctor appointments with this kid. And I've heard him answer these questions with a doctor because they got to ask everyone, yeah. right? Especially a 16-year-old boy. But I said, hey, man, you ever had those bad thoughts when things get tough? And he goes, no, never, man. And then he kind of goes on uh, to talk about how awesome life is. And he's like, this is, you know, this is everything. Like, I, I got you and my family and we're going to see wrestling next week and you know i had that talk to make sure because i assume that he's doing okay and i said okay buddy and i legitimately told him here's why i'm asking you because there was a big study done and as a parent of a teenager in this country who's included in this study i want to check in with you when i was 15 I was not okay. I have been I have been bullied my whole life for my height, my weight, everything. I was a doormat, you know, I was an easy target. When I was 15, I remember like my parents just they didn't listen. You know, they didn't want to talk about emotions, they didn't want to talk yeah. about feelings. And I cut my wrist and I say that lo- loosely I'll say you're using air quotes yes I'm what, not I mean what do you mean by that I mean, I mean like I, suppose, I took I mean, a razor to my wrists okay like, and, but like a straight razor like like a razor you shave with okay not fully intending to kill myself okay it was absolutely uh please get me some help yeah mode move and I remember like that for one week my parents gave a shit and they asked me about everything, talked about emotions and feelings and how are you doing? They took me to one therapy appointment. Mm-hmm. And after that, I remember we got in the car and they said, okay, you good? There you go. And that was it. And I'll never like forget going, that. Like going to an auto mechanic. Yeah, absolutely. Know? And I was like, oh, I guess I'm good. Like I fully expected to just keep going back and talking to this woman. They're like, no, are you okay now? You good? Mm. And that was like, it was an absolute cry for help. But it's because, you know, if you don't talk to them about it, you don't know. Exactly. And and that's the big thing. Uh, and not to go too far on it, but if you want to watch another great film, I believe it was called Sunshine Boy. All about Dylan Klebold, uh, Dylan Klebold's mom, Dylan Klebold being one of the Columbine shooters, right? Is she the one who goes on all like yeah, the, the motivational yeah, speaking yeah, yeah. tours? Sue, Sue Klebold, she's amazing. She's amazing. Read all, what watch all of her person. stuff, read her stuff. But she legitimately talks about, she goes, I had zero clue how depressed and sad and angry my son was. She goes to me, and she has the home photos to prove it, like up until the week before. He was an intelligent kid. He participated with the family. They had chess games. They laughed. They had dinner. And then she learned this whole other side where he was very depressed and angry and all these other things. And she said, 
I didn't know. Yeah. And, you know, she kind of talks a little bit about how parents, you got to talk to your kids yeah. because they're good at putting on whatever mask that they need to present for you and they're not to perhaps always, keep you away. They're not always going to tell us what's wrong. I don't know. But at least... Ask. At least ask. Open the door. You'd be like, hey, you know, if because that's how I kind of ended it with my son. Like I said, dude, it's so great to hear that you're doing good. I'm so glad that you are. And I said, but listen, if it ever gets tough. If you're ever not. Yeah. I said, come talk to me. Come talk to mom. We can help you out. There's always a way. And, you know, it, it, it was... Not as awkward as anyone thinks it, no. it probably was. The it, more open you are with your kids, the less yeah. awkward these conversations are. It was, you know. About uh, everything, yeah. about mental health, about sex, about relationships, right? about school. I mean, just have these conversations. Yeah. It is it is hard. Trust me. It's hard to get the words out of your mouth sometimes yeah. as a parent. Like, you're like, we got to talk about this, but I don't want to. Yeah. And as soon as I open my mouth, I'm like, oh, my God, we're just going to open this can of worms. Open the can of worms, though. Do it. Because yeah. you'll be so glad you did. So, you know, um, it's just uh, do it do it now, yeah. right? Because obviously we're learning. Um, the kids are hurting, right? The girls are hurting. Um, help them out. The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.